What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to episode eight of More Wrestling's podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Morrison. I'm joined today by my co-host, Zach Rolf. Uh, how's it going today, Zach? Not too bad, man. How's it going? Not horrible, um, considering it's a weekday. Dude, Tuesdays suck. Yeah. They're no I gotta problem. go to work later. <laughs> yeah, I gotta work tomorrow. Uh, we're uh, This would have been, I guess, episode nine. There was, we're going to reschedule what we had... Coach Borshoff of Binghamton University lined up, but we'll reschedule that for another day. Uh, that, that'll be a good talk. I've got a lot of good questions to ask him, so looking forward to that. Yeah, that'd be good. So uh, let's get into the college scene. Um, we'll start out west with Buffalo. They are still on a stretch of not competing, but wrestling is in their sight for the Bulls as they take the mat for the first time in 28 days this Saturday against Clarion, SIU Edwardsville, and Northern Illinois. So, I mean, that'll be good to see them get back on the mat. I mean, they'll have less than a month at that time till their conference championship. So, I don't – I'm not really positive if that was a MAC thing. Like, you can see Big Ten, they have to be out like two or three weeks or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I, think they, I think they changed it to like 17 days or something like that. Yeah. So, I, I don't know if Buffalo was kind of in the same boat. Um, I assume they were. But uh, we'll go down to Binghamton. Binghamton had a big win over number 22-ranked Army, 23-10. to 10. Um, we'll start off at 125, number 30 in the country, Micah Rose of Binghamton picked up a big overtime win over Ryan Chauvin. That was, it was interesting. You know, I, I came in, uh, late in the match. I actually had to rewind it and rewatch it cause I didn't know what happened, but, um, Mike got in on a good shot and kind of got a little lazy on his finish. Uh, got caught right in that inside switch to a cradle and he did a nice job fighting off his back and not just quitting and rolling over, but it was still like a mental lapse on Micah's side to kind of get on a leg and kind of stop looking to advance forward. And I think he made the good adjustment in the, in the second and third period. Cause he'd get on, he'd get in on that same shot, but he wouldn't stop moving and he'd get around and he'd, he'd get to the finish relatively yeah. quickly. Yeah. I mean, he fought back from the six to one deficit, um, you know, to bring it to overtime. And uh, I mean, we texted, but he's three for three now in matches with, a nasty double. So that was nice to see um, his scramble in the overtime match was, or in the overtime was pretty awesome. Um, yeah. I thought, I thought he should have finished that a little cleaner at first. Um, right. He just, he needs to, he, that's one thing he definitely needs to work on is getting to quicker, cleaner finishes that double leg. Obviously he finishes really well, but once he goes into that single or high crotch position, he's struggling a little bit to get a clean finish. So that's definitely one of the things he's got to work on. I agree. Uh, so Mike Rose won 10 to eight. Um, 133, Anthony Sabacher won by decision. 141, number two, 22 in the country, Zach Trampe of Binghamton. Uh, major decision, Logan Brown. Um, that one, two, three punch for Binghamton is pretty solid. Yeah, and, they're actually, they're, they've only lost one match between 125 and 149. And that the 49 was this week right. um, when Zarif lost. But I mean, one match over four weight classes, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, I agree. You too. I mean, if you're starting at 125, it's a pretty good start. Um, up to 165, Brevin Casella uh, won by decision for Binghamton. I mean, it was a great win for Casella. It was three to two uh, decision over Bo Goffey. Um, it was a gut, gutsy performance, and it was nice to see that freshman win like a close match. And that was, you know, you don't know what's going to happen for the rest of the match, but that kind of was like a could have been a swing match with looking at it as a freshman, but it was a good for win sure. for him. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, 174, Jake Nolan of Binghamton won by decision. 184, number four rank, Lou Dupre won by decision. And 285, Bearcat bulk job, Corey Day. <laughs> huge win over number 17, Ben Sullivan, 10 to 2. Dude, that yeah. was awesome. Yeah, he had three and a half minutes of riding time. That's just Yeah, awesome. he rode out the entire second and third period. Um, he was on top the whole time, and, and he got two big sets of, sets of back points. He threw the legs in nice little power half and just kind of held him the third period. I'm pretty sure the kid was on his back the whole time. He got in threw the legs in through the power half in and kind of just held him there for the next yeah two minutes. Right. I mean, it, it, was, was, there it was a long time the whole period. And I mean, the crazy thing is they still have uh, Doyle. Like, I mean, I don't know. He's still hurt. I mean, I was kind of going to ask Borshoff about that this morning if I got him on, but I mean, I mean, I, I like to see Corey Day. He's, I think he redshirted last year, so this is freshman year. So I mean, he's got a lot of time left in the Bearcat lineup, but you got another guy like Doyle that's pretty damn good too. Um, 
I mean, that, that's kind of awesome that they've got the depth at that weight. That kind of covers the Binghamton match. It was a very solid performance for the Bearcats. Uh, we'll go, we'll cover some of the Army guys. Um, at 149 for Army, Corey Shy won by decision over Zarif, as we mentioned. Uh, yeah, Shy is, I think, coming up from 41. Yeah, I believe so. I think he wrestled uh, Trampe last year. Yeah. Um, but I, I saw a few of his uh, last matches at 141 on the Russell staff from last year. But 157, Marcus Hartman, major decision, Barker, 9-1. Uh, Hartman came back strong after last week's loss to Hofstra, and it was kind of good to see Barker's first competition back. But it was against a solid dude, but Barker did win the wrestle-off over Straczynski, so maybe we'll, we'll see Barker from now on in the lineup. Yeah, he's definitely, I, I think it's pretty clear he's the better guy. In that I agree. Room. I mean, he took down Hidley last year. Right. But, he's, he's tough. He's always been tough. I yeah. mean, I've watched him. I mean, he came up through Section 5. Yep. Um, and I, I actually coached against him a few times. And it, he's a he's an impressive guy. Real good technique. Real, he's real quick, under underratedly quick. Yeah, so he'll add to the lineup for sure. And uh, that's obviously good to see him back. Uh, 197, Army got their third win of the day. Uh, JT Brown won over Sander Cray 9-3. So that covers that duel. Now we'll head down to Hofstra. Uh, the Pride picked up their first win of the season with a great performance against LIU, 38-3. Seven of the nine wins from Hofstra came by bonus points. Well, uh, The match started at 174. Ross, the boss, McFarland back at 174, picked up the major. Uh, 184, Charles Smalls for Hofstra picked up the major. 197, Trey Rogers, won by Tech Fall. 285, Zach Knighton Ward by Major. 125, Dylan Ryder, won by Fall. I mean, that that was... Dylan uh, Ryder looked good. Yeah, and that's five wins, you know, right off the bat that were just won by bonus points. That's Yeah, kind of I mean, that was... I mean, yourself. they kind of just took off with that dual meet. It, they, they, they really kind of blew the LIU out. It wasn't, it wasn't particularly close in most of the matches. Even the, even the decisions weren't close matches no it was close to a major on that one uh 141 vinnie vespa won by decision 149 uh greg gaxiola won by major decision 157 holden heller won by tech fall and 165 ricky stam won by decision uh, liu uh, they had one win from 133 Devin matthews he won by decision uh it was i mean like i said five of the ma- first matches were uh, by bonus point wins for Hofstra. So the momentum was rolling on their side and for Devin to get that win at 133. I mean, I guess it was big for him, but. Um, yeah, I, I think he, I think he outmatched the other guy too. I mean, I know it was a yeah. decision, but he, he pretty much controlled the hand fight and the, and the, and the pace of the match the whole time there. Yeah, it was a big decision. I mean, he put up some points on, but um, so that was their match against Hofstra. LIU traveled to Sacred Heart as well over the week. They picked up a win over the Pioneers, 24 to 16. Uh, 125, Bryce Cockrell won by decision. 133, Devin Matthews won by decision. 141, Drew Witham over Ryan Burns. Uh, Burns is a guy from Sa- Clarence, New York, so out in Section Six. Um, you know, Witham hit him with a little wizard tilt for the pin. Yeah, Drew was a, quite a bit bigger than that guy. Yeah. Uh, I think I think I heard he weighed in like the Burns kid weighed in at like 132. Oh really? They know. Yeah, that. so he was pretty small, and I mean, you could tell by watching the match. I mean, he was tiny. I mean, I was kind of just gonna go with Drew looks jacked, but yeah, I mean, Burns I mean, gonna... Drew does look pretty jacked. He's looking I'll give bigger, him some yeah. credit. He he he's probably walking around at like one sixty right now. No kidding. Outside, awesome. I mean, outside of season, he'd probably walk around one sixty. Right. I hope he's not walking around one sixty right now, but yeah, I hope I not. Mean, <laughs> he's not the best weight cutter, so we'll see. <laughs> uh, so one forty nine, Chris Gomez won. 174, James Langan won by decision. And at 285, Timothy Nagoski won by decision. So that kind of covered the uh, win over Sacred Heart. It was a good win for them. Um, I think, was it their first win of the season? Yeah. Yeah, so that was good. CLIU picked that up. Uh, covering some of the non-New York schools, some of the individuals that picked up wins over the week. 133, Sean Carter of Appalachian State. He picked up a 3-1 overtime win over Gabe Hicksonball of Campbell. And he picked up a 10 to 4 decision over Todd Carter of Gardner Webb. 141, Austin Hertel of Gannon won over Kent State. Uh, 141, Gavin Damasco of Davison won over uh, VMI. At 157, number four in the country, Jesse Delvecchio of Ryder won by Tech Ball over J- George Mason. 165, Jake Silverstein of Ryder 
won by decision over George Mason. 165, Jonathan Spataforo of Maryland won over Northwestern by major decision. At 197, South Jeff's Tyler Musaw that now wrestles at VMI. Won by decision over Chattanooga 3-2 and won by fall over Davison. Another guy from New York, he lost to a nationally ranked guy from Oklahoma, Anthony Mattigrill. Uh Zach Redding of Iowa State, he lost tiebreaker one, 3-2. Uh, did you watch that match? I did not. Um, I want to go back and watch it, but I did hear it was it was a it was a really tough match. It, my, the, there's that folk style versus freestyle argument going on right now, and yeah. this is one of those folk styles, really boring matches where it was one one, and then one one, and then finally somebody scored. <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch that. I watched some of the Oklahoma versus NIU, uh, but I was not watching that match. A few of the other guys that wrestled over the week, uh, New York guys: Cam Page of Gannon. Alex Sampson of Mercyhurst, Philip Spataforo of Maryland, and Ali Salem of George Mason. A few of the NCAA notable scores at 197, Isaac Trumbull of NC State won over number five, Nino Bonacorsi of Pittsburgh, six to one. It's kind of interesting because NC State has Nikki Renan, who was four, four and one on the season and has a two to nothing loss to JILO. So yeah. they're I'm deep. not sure what they're going to do there. Um, no. It, they're deep I, I definitely that need to reach out. I mean, we kind of texted the other day about 133 as well. I mean, we talked about it last episode with uh, um, Trombley and uh, uh, Ryan Jack. Ryan Jack. Yeah, I was going to Jack Ryan. Yeah, Ryan <laughs> Jack. Um, yeah, so, I mean, they're deep at two of those weights. I don't know what they're going to do at either of those weights. but It's good I mean, problems to have, right? Yeah, they're, they're great problems to have. I, I think I think they'll probably give Reed in the nod for the for the season, given he's a senior and he's been around for a while. And Trumbull's just a true. I think he's a true freshman. I could be wrong about that, but I think he's a true freshman. And uh, I think they'll just give it to the senior. And there's no guarantee Reed is going to do another year, considering all the injuries he's had and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean he's been been around for a while. I mean he was in Final X a couple of years ago against David Taylor, right? Yep. Yeah. That's crazy. So. Um, that was kind of notable, and at 125, Eric Barnett of Wisconsin won by fall over number three ranked Devin Schroeder of Purdue. 125 is nuts. Yeah. Like, can somebody please establish themselves? Because this is unreal. Eric Barnett just lost to Eric uh, Malik Heinzelman. Yeah. Um, I think it was major. Is he yeah. close to major? It was like 10-3, I think. It was like 10-3. Yeah, so, yeah, 125, like we said, is just wild. I mean – the big I mean, guys obviously are going to battle each other. Again, I want Jake Macho to wrestle. I mean, somebody that's high in the rankings, but I don't know if he's going to see that, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I think they're only doing ACC duels right now. Right. Um, but, I mean, it's a. I put down later on, like, it's a legit question. Malik Heinzelman or Ravon Foley? <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Like, that's a legit question. 25 so is just for, crazy. Up next for our Division One uh, schools in New York, Buffalo, as I mentioned, they will travel to SIU Edwardsville for a quad this Saturday. They wrestle SIUE at 11 a.m., Northern Illinois at 1 p.m., and I assume Clarion's match is at 3 p.m. There was no time on the schedule. They'll have three matches in that day, so that's great. Binghamton, they're next up uh, at Lehigh Saturday at 4 p.m. Army host Bucknell Sunday at 2 p.m. Hofstra at Sacred Heart University Friday 6 p.m. And LIU uh, is against L- Lehigh is potentially on Saturday. Yeah, so I didn't know Sunday. that. Yeah, no, that was uh, that's inside stuff. Like they uh, they're just trying to find more duels because they I think they only had like six matches scheduled. Yeah. So they're trying to get more matches uh, oh, to keep getting awesome. ready for conferences. And um, it's not it's not official yet. It's not set in stone, but uh, the plan is to wrestle Lehigh on Sunday. Awesome, that's cool. Um, so get into a little bit of this. There's a uh, you know, people are sharing on Facebook, social media everywhere. The high school wrestling season, you know, Cuomo has kind of given the green light for uh, high-risk sports to start. and But he kind of pushed it on to the Department of Health. And then they just announced that they are green-lighting it. And they're pushing it onto, I think, the counties. Maybe yeah, the, the counties, DOH. And, the, yeah, and the uh, Board of Education as well. Yeah. Um, I'm I, you're, you're a head coach, right? Right. Yeah, so I, I don't know if you – I know our section chairman's been sending us um, information and stuff, trying to kind of give us an idea of what may or may not come. Um, yeah, my uh, my dad's actually the chairman of up here. Oh, he so he kind of fills me in, and then our uh, my AD, 
has filled me in quite a lot too. But I mean, like he said, February 1st to March 1st would be the winter season. The That's shortest so month short. of the year. Yeah. I think my, I was talking to my dad last night. He said that he talked to, I think Marty Sherman. Um, but I think the, you're still going to need 10 practices. I think he said the 10 practice rule is going to be in effect. That's kind of real. So it's two weeks gone. So you're right. going to have two weeks of matches. And how many, how many duels are they going to let us wrestle? Well, in one a week, I, I, I don't know if they're allowing you to wrestle out of, you know, conference, out of section region. I don't know what the, because that'd be before November, like they said, well, if there's a wrestling season, it's going to be inner league conference, whatever section. Right. And now it's, I don't know. Um, well, the thing they put out said, you can't leave. This was funny. I said, you can't leave your region, section or state, yeah. so, which, which is it? Can I, can I leave my region? Can I leave my section? Clearly I can't leave my state, but like you said all three of them. So I don't understand that the, the release didn't make sense. I mean, I'm all for having a season, but it's a, it's a one month season for some of these guys that have been training, you know, you, you know, I mean, having going to clubs and stuff. Yeah. I mean, nice. I run a club up here out in, out in Avoca right now. And we've been going all summer. We, we haven't stopped. Right. Um, and all my, I mean, honestly, I have, I have a kid on my team who's the top, top kid in the state. Who's just like, I'm, I'm not even wasting my time with it. Like I'm going to keep going to the clubs. I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to our club. I'm going to go out to superior and roll with them. I'm going to do this and that and keep getting the quality practices in just to get ready for that journeyman state tournament. I agree hundred percent. I mean, we've got, two guys from um, my area. Well, three guys from up here, um, governor that they either have our practice up here at a, a barn bears den, um, or we go to Watertown. Kenny courts has a club out there. Yep. And then uh, we, they go to Syracuse or Utica as well. So it, it's more beneficial, I think, to go to those places where your, your level of training is already higher. I mean, if you do your, your high school practices, you, you're taking a step, you're taking several steps back just to get in the swing of things again with right. the team. Right. And, and I, I can't, I can't even fault my kid. Like I talked to him. I was like, Hey, look, what's the worst that's going to happen. You're going to come to our practices, get a workout in, and then maybe go to, maybe go to another club practice and get another workout in and maybe get a couple of dual meet matches. Like that, that's the worst that's going to happen. So I, I still think the kids should compete with it with their school teams. Cause Agreed. they're still going to get some kind of competition, which is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, my plan is I'm going to talk to my AD and say, Hey, look, I know my season is technically only going through March, but can I have the room through March? Like I want to, cause I want to practice all the way up to that journeyman state tournament. So I I have uh five, five, I think I have five kids for my club or for my team going. And then I got a couple of kids for my club going as well. Yeah. We have uh, several guys up here going as well. And I told my AD, I said, Hey, listen, it's, it'd be better if we can, if you're going to let us be in the room and maybe have, you know, practices with other schools and whatnot to, you know, have scrimmages and inner practice scrimmages, but uh, just a different way, and especially having the room open, you know, having open mats, but safely and doing the right thing still, right. I think would be beneficial, especially for, uh, you know, guys that want to compete at other tournaments around the state or, I mean, out of state, obviously at this point. Right. I don't, I don't see the schools letting other schools in outside of competitions, but I mean, that's why I have my barn with Matt's in it and I could just take it. I could take everybody up there and roll with them there. Yeah. We, uh, I just went to the bears den last week and I mean, during the summertime, it's, it's pretty toasty up in the bears den. And, uh, we just, he has, uh, some like propane heaters and whatnot. And it gets, it got pretty darn hot up there for being like 15 degrees outside. So yeah, it takes like 10, 15 minutes for our room to warm up. We got two nice little heaters up in the corners that kind of blow everything, blow everything together. It's nice. Cause that's, this is the first year we've done that. So, if we can't have practices at the high school like we usually do, uh, that's great next stop. Right. So that, so that covers a little bit of the high school wrestling talk that's going on in New York State. I mean, a lot of people are thinking there's going to be a season already, but there's still a lot of hoops to pass. As yeah, did as you see goes. the Did you see the protocols are thinking about using? Uh, maybe. So like um, the the protocols they kind of contradict each other a little bit. So like one of the protocols say don't allow fans. And then one of them says, check the fans temperature prior to admission. So I don't know which one it is, but, um, and then the other thing that they're considering, this is what, this is important for me. Like I don't want my athletes having to wear masks while competing. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that, first of all, it doesn't make sense. They're not going to stay on. They're going to fall off. And what are you going to do? Stop the match every time a mask falls off. (laughs) 
It's going to happen every 15 seconds. What yeah. if I'm throwing a cross face? That mask is coming off. Mm-hmm. So like the, I, I really don't want masks during competition, really during practices either. But I suppose if that's the only way we get to have a season, then that's what we'll have to do. And the con- like contact tracing is just, it's going to be a, a headache. You're, you're, oh yeah, for sure. One month season, like a lot of schools up here, they're every other three days are announcing, Oh, we're, we're going back remote. So like, you're it's you're not gonna have a season it's only five days away six days away it's it's gonna be near impossible especially yeah. with me i've got four or five different schools like I mean, a lot of them are smaller schools but they merge with us and it's just gonna be a headache one of those schools yeah. drop right um the other the other, couple other things they're saying this is not making any sense is no pre or post match handshakes with the athletes yes like you're gonna let them wrestle for six minutes on a mat, grabbing each other and being all sweaty, but then you can't shake their hand after the match yeah, it's is the same over. Same thing we we see uh, watching wrestling, you know, the college or the international stuff. You give a little fist bump. You're you're yeah. gonna be. What's gonna time. be the penalty when my kid shakes the other kid's hand? Are we gonna get unsportsmanlike? Maybe. <laughs> like it's just, it's this is it, it's silly. It doesn't. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. And then, um, they want showers after weigh-ins. <laughs> So you have to weigh in oh my God. and then take a shower and then you have to go wrestle. And then they want you to shower again. If, if, if you're having multiple matches in a day, they want you to shower after each match and wear a fresh uniform between each match. That's, that's silly. It's asking a lot. It's, it's more of a athletes. headache. I think, like I said, yeah. at this point, having a season like that. Now I will say when I went to my off season, I took a, I took a club, my club down to the tyrant duels in July and I told them, look, I'm not making you guys wear team uniforms. I want you to switch a uniform every every match. But that was so early on in the process. Like I didn't, mm-hmm. none of us really knew exactly what was going on with the whole situation. But I think it, we're at the point now where it's, I mean, a little too far. I agree. So talking about your tyrant duels and stuff, the tyrant hosted the Ice Age duels down in Lancaster, PA this weekend. Uh, I think there was like eight or nine New York teams that competed at it. Uh, it was great to see a lot of the New York teams obviously in New York wrestlers that went down there and competed, you know, more and more people are starting to get on the mats and train um, as club clubs open up their doors to, you know, wrestlers and follow the protocols. So the first team that uh, I'll cover is Frontier. They're a team out of, you know, the Watertown area. They went two and seven uh, at two twenty. Nick Rogers went five and two for them. Next up is Gorilla Grapplers. They went five and four, 12th overall out of like 31 or 32 teams. Uh, 113, Joey Florence went seven and two. 120, Jack Malloy went four and one. 120, Tyler Ferreira went three and one. He had a good weekend um, yeah. overall. I mean, he, he only wrestled a few matches, but um, he had a really tough match with Evan Talmadge of Team Shut, who's number 10 in the country. He also got a really good win over Brady Pruitt of Archbishop Spalding of Prep School. Um, Pruitt was in the semis of national preps when he kind of tweaked his knee in the first like 30 seconds of the match. And then kind of, he, he was down seven to one after that. He, you could tell he wasn't putting any weight on his leg very much. Um, just kind of got beat up his coach eventually in the second period, just like, Nope, match is done. I'm not going to let you continue. And then he defaulted out to sixth place, but he's really tough. And Tyler, Tyler got a good win over him. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, he split some time with Jack Malloy and yeah, Tyler's tough. Uh, 138. Avery Leonard went five and one. Up at one fifty two, Carter Bear went nine and zero. Beat the uh, Virginia State final five to zero. A few, I think it was like a few months ago. He, he uh, was well. He's at the Tyrant Duels down in, well, it was the Battle of the Bird. I think it was September. Yeah. He, he hurt himself on day one. He had a win over Zach Ryder, and then the next day he would have wrestled Nick Bafiatis of Virginia, and he was ranked like top ten in the country at that time. So that was a match that he kind of wanted and. The next day, I think Bafiatis lost to Ryder, or maybe it was the first day. But so it was good to see Bear go nine and zero. Obviously, I know him very well. Up at one sixty, Brody Oluksak went not eight. Oluksak went eight and one. Uh, he beat Virginia State Finals two to zero. GPS they went three and six. Jake Hoffman and Steve Burrow both went seven and two. Kyle Lee and Shane Whitney went eight and one. Pit Crew they went six and two overall, and they took ninth. Yeah, so uh, 113, Xavier DeJesus, uh, Remchuk, six, he went uh, six and two. Lost a close match to Billy Deckrocker, four three. Deckrocker's in and out of the national rankings every week. Um, I think he was ranked as high as 12th 
uh, going into Super 32. Um, at 132, Alex Booth, uh, Section 3, went 8-2. and two. 38, Nate, Nate Wade went 5-2, and two, also Section 3. Actually, I think all these guys are Section 3, aren't they? Yeah, I don't 160, know. 160, Sam May, um, 6-2. and two. What were you saying? No, Spencer Dickinson. I, I don't know where he competes, but, yeah, this is a Syracuse area team. Yeah, Booth, Wade, May, Aiden Poe at 182 went 8-0. Good, good good weekend for him. And then 285, Spencer Dickinson went 6-2. and two. Savage, Team Savage, they went 4-4, four and four, eighth overall, 132, Jordan Soriano, and 145, Benny Rogers, pair of Section 8 boys. They both went 8-0. Savage Silver, they went 4-4 four and four as well. Uh, 106, Anthony Clem, 113, Joe Clem. 132, Killian Foy, 160, Nico Walsh, and 195, Justin Soriano. They all finished 7-2 on the weekend. Superior, uh, one of few teams that they had, went 7-2. They took fourth overall. 126, Jason Holmes, uh, he went 9-0. He had a 3-1 win over uh, William Basinger. He took third at Illinois State's last year. 145, Merrick Bush went 8-1. And Caleb Burgess and Mike Altimer both finished seven and two. I'm glad Merrick Bush let his body grow a little bit because that guy cuts way too much weight. He wrestled 35 on a journeyman and he looked gigantic. So yeah. good for him for actually eating food. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean he was always kind of like competing at the same way his brother Mason was at. And right. uh then obviously and he was obviously taller than Mason, but then he started to grow and I mean he let himself grow and now he's up at one forty five. I don't know if I mentioned it yet, but him and his brother Mason both committed to University of Buffalo. They're oh, really? Up. I did not see that. Yeah, so I think Mason committed maybe late summer, and Merrick just committed like a month or two ago. Merrick's been down at Lake Highland, right? No. No? To compete? Yeah. No. That's Miles uh, Griffin. Oh, you're right. Okay. Yes, you're right. Yeah, I, I think he's, he's back, though. I think he's back at JDCBA. I'm not – I guess I'm not positive on that because I was just uh, at a club practice down in Syracuse and I saw Matt, uh, his brother, Matt Griffin. He, he went to UB for maybe a year and now he's at Ithaca college, um, wrestling 125, but yeah, Merrick, they, uh, they wrestle at CVA Central Valley yeah, Academy. That's right. I don't know what I, I, I mixed them up. That was silly. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so superior wrestling Academy, uh, SWA, they went two and seven at one thirty eight. Nicholas Noto went eight and one. And 145, Carter Schubert went 8-1 and one as well. He had an 8-3 loss to number one in the country, Kobe Chittum. 8-3, I, I didn't really watch the match, but Schubert's pretty tough. And he yeah. was hurt last year. He missed the uh, – I think he missed all the season. I mean, we just saw Chittum destroy Jordan Williams. Yeah. 10-0 with no problem. So, um, um, I'll take I, that loss. <laughs> so, this next team is Team Chaos. They're a team – well, the parent um, that put it together is from Galvin Orn. Her son, he's a ninth grader. He wrestled Chittum this weekend. And I mean, he, he fought against him pretty hard, but he kind of got Cody Chittum. Yeah. yeah. Cody's good. Everybody's overwhelmed. Yeah. So the last uh, match team that I was talking about was Team Chaos. I, co- I was able to coach them down in uh, Battle in the Berg back in September. They went four and six, 285. Scotty Barnhart went seven and two. Uh, the finals match between Dynasty Death Row and Team Shut, number 16th ranked, Nikki Fay. He's a Goshen. He competes at Wyoming Sem now. He's kind of like a, a guy that's – I don't think he's on campus, but he uh, – because I, I saw him practicing, like I said, at, down at Syracuse at a club like last month. He was, uh, wrestled Cody Chittum at 145. It was 3-1 to one with like 15 seconds left in the match. I think looking off of uh, Track Wrestling's highlight video, Chittum hit him with like a cradle, a roll-through cradle and pinned him. I saw it was like 5-1, to one, but he had backs and uh, he got the pin. With like five seconds left, but yeah, Nikki Faye's tough. There's another yeah. guy. I didn't really get to watch it. Um, I've seen Nikki Faye wrestle a ton of times through the youth circuit, coming up through on through New York and stuff. But um, I, I expected that to be a little bit bigger of a gap. So I mean, yeah, it ended up being a pin, but three uh, one right. early or three one late in the match is not. It's a it's a good match for Nikki. He had I think has like a camp in upstate New York um, that he goes to during the winter time. He's been practicing with Bear and a few other guys from the Syracuse slash North Country. Another one that I wanted to mention was off of Virginia Slaughterhouse, uh, the Rogies. I think one loss to Avery Oh, yeah. Leonard. One of them picked up a win over uh, Walt. Somebody from uh, 
a Colorado State champ. I can't remember the name. Yeah, Eric but, Eric Rogie is the is the better of the two. The other one's Cole. Eric Rogie was the in the finals of Prep Nationals this year, and Cole went one and two. At and preps. I think where is it, Kale? Cole? The Kale? I think it's. It Kale. might be Kale. Then there's a younger one that uh, wrestled on. I think one of the superior teams. What I was getting at, I guess, was the Rogies. Their their dads are from uh, Beaver River. I've got a few listeners on here that uh, Beaver River. They're uh, North Country Section Three, Northern Section Three. Uh, their dads both wrestled there in high school, and they moved to Virginia. But I think Eric's actually committed to UVA. I figured I'd give him a mention since I got some Beaver River guys on here. Nice. That's a good, that's yeah. a good pickup for UVA. Yeah. Stuff. So uh, we'll get into some women's wrestling next. I think it was our guy, uh, Wayne Fish, a.k.a. Derek Levandusky. He controls the New York wrestling, uh, women's wrestling Instagram. Morgan Davidson of Alfred Allman got a fall to help her team, Typhon. Riley Darumple of Copenhagen now competes at Life University. She picked up a fall over number 23 ranked um, wrestler to finish third at Emmanuel Open. That's awesome. I like watching her wrestle. She's going to be, I, I hope she has a really good career because I, I thought she was really tough in high school. And um, I, I think she's going to be really good on that senior level once she gets there, if that's what she chooses to do. Yeah, I, uh, I coached against her when she was like modified. I just, I mean, I watched her in, in peewees and whatnot growing up. Copenhagen was in our youth leagues and uh, she's tough. And I'm glad to see you're competing in college. Katie Moore, her teammate at Life University, she was from Shoreham Wading River. She took fourth at Emanuel Open. And Nia Crosdale of Kings finished second at the Emanuel Open. Uh, let's get into the pit card on Rockfin tonight. You can you can catch that on Rockfin if you have a Rockfin account. Uh, you don't get their, it. It's only $10. Yeah, it's it's totally worth it. It starts it's, at it's 6 a- unreal amount of content for wrestlers if you love if you love wrestling and you love consuming wrestling content get 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 rockfin it's worth yeah. it yeah it's a good purchase uh, that starts tonight at 6 p.m uh 110 tj clinton versus bo bassett i'm excited for that match just to watch the bassets in general they're they probably got the best wrestling setup in their house dude that's so sick and yeah. it's an unreal little wrestling room down there man they got like they the got trophy room yeah and then it goes into the wrestling room and they got their weights and their, you know, their ellipticals and their treadmills. And they have some hammers practicing down there every morning at five o'clock in the morning. They're down five there five. at 5 a.m. Yeah. These dudes are unreal. So 70 pounds, Chase Karenbauer uh, versus Nico Capusta. 75, Tino Ciolo versus Cash Mitchell. At 80, Connor Whitley versus Keegan Bassett. 90 pounds, Carter Beck versus Melvin Miller. 125, Jared Goldberg versus Devin Margo. 110, Brody Sec. I'm not going to try to pronounce Deki that. Kiyoka, I couldn't even tell you. Yeah, versus uh, Bo Bassett. And then 75 kilograms, Quentin Perez versus Ronnie Perry. Why is Ronnie Perry wrestling 75 kilos? I don't know. I haven't seen him in a while, but uh, that's crazy that, that he's up there. awfully large. Yeah, considering he's like a, a 65 guy a few years ago. Well, he wrestled 49 in the world in the NCAA finals. NCAA, yeah, lost his Zaintring. Yeah, so I don't understand that. Maybe he's on that lock haven. Is that term. Greco? Is he wrestling Greco? I don't know. Is it I mean, Perez a Greco guy? Is Greco right? Well, I, I'm sure it's like a catchweight of some sort. But R- right. I thought Quentin Perez was a was a Greco guy. I could be wrong on that one, but yeah. So I'm not positive on that. But Quentin Perez, he's the uh, Princeton guy, right? I believe so. Yeah. So 120 kilograms, Max Lacey versus Demetrius Thomas. And 79, Evan Wick versus Chance Marsteller. I mean, the height difference in this match is unreal. <laughs> it's going to be so funny to watch, though. <laughs> yeah. And the styles are just absolute opposites. I was going to say that. I mean, I don't know how Chance is going to get to his underhook when he is a foot shorter than Evan Wick. He's going to have to stand straight up. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, you're going to have to stand straight up and probably get knee picked somehow. <laughs> exactly. You mentioned Evan Wick just lost to David McFadden seven to four on the Wisconsin card. Yeah, that that was size difference was crazy too. So like, I'm I want to see Evan against somebody a little bit smaller because mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like McFadden's trying to lose a lot of weight right now because he's like like we heard on the um the interview that he's uh, on a descent plan. So right, um he's probably not looking to cut too much weight, but he looks gigantic. He looks really big. If if you watch that match with Evan Wick, he 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 was large. Yeah, and I mean, he just wrestled against Dake. I mean, not that he made Dake look smaller or vice versa, but like he's, oh, he no. just he looked like a big dude. You know, Evan Wick versus Chance Marsteller. 
78 kilograms, Diamond Guilford versus Victoria Francis. And at 67 kilograms to end the night, Dean Heil versus Luke Pletcher. That should be a good one. I'm excited for that. Um, I think Luke's gonna gonna win the match there, but um, it's it's good to see because these guys are both be the last chance Olympic trials qualifier at 65 kilos. So because um, I don't think neither one of them are qualified yet. Yeah, I don't think so either. I want to see Luke Pletcher. Like obviously his senior year of college, he kind of opened up more and was very offensive. So I'm excited to watch him wrestle. Uh, next up would be the Penn RTC. That's Friday, January 29th. Uh, first match. Well, I guess we'll. Uh, but David McFadden versus Vincenzo Joseph. I think um, I wrote it down in the order that it was announced. Okay. I mean, there there's a lot of good matches on the card, so I don't know the order, anyways. But Chenzo, you know, he like I mentioned, he kind of wanted the match lower in uh, maybe closer to 74 kilograms than it is. He's not gonna back away from a challenge. I think his yeah. last match was like Dan Valmont back on one of the. Uh, and then the Lion wrestling cards. Yeah, it's been a while. He had a he had a minor injury or something, but I guess he's coming back now. Um, another, I mean, I think they're wrestling seventy nine kilos. That's where they're that's where they're meeting at. Yep. And McFadden's or Chenzo's already like a pound under. He said. <laughs> yeah. Next match will be Ethan Lezak versus Shelton Mack. Yeah, so I think Lezak's gonna kind of control this one. I don't think Shelton Mack. He's not gonna be big enough to compete with Lezak in my opinion. Um, Lezak's gotten, he's doing a nice job of filling into that 65 kilos. I think he's going to get a takedown and just kind of high gut him to the tech fall. I don't think it'll be particularly close. Yeah. I think the uh, Penn RTC is, I mean, he's very, he's developing his freestyle game at Penn RTC and I, I'd pick him to win as well. And then we mentioned last episode, Ben Darmstadt Chandler Rogers. It's the assassin award. Yeah. So actually, um, Stalemates, Zach Bogle over at Stalemates, he got Chandler Rogers to wear a Stalemates singlet coming up for this event. And I guess if Chandler Rogers wins by assassin, he's going to give him an extra $250. <laughs> yeah, I saw that as well. That singlet looks pretty fresh too. It does look um, nice. So, I mean, if Zach's listening to this, it's a pretty sweet singlet. I'm glad that he kind of put that together. Uh, next match is Anthony Ardolona versus Evan Henderson. Yeah, it's nice to see Artelona get some senior level exposure. Um, I think he's got he's got a bright future ahead of him. Um, I think what is he a sophomore at Penn? Is he? Maybe or maybe Joe, junior. I don't I don't know about that one. All right. Well, he's wrestling Evan Henderson, and I and I, I don't I don't see him beating Evan Henderson at the moment, but um, it, it's going to be fun to watch the match overall, and I, I'm going to take Henderson in that match. Yeah, uh, Evan Henderson's kind of had uh, he's been in the streets this summer competing um on the flow card he was on yeah the flows yeah he was on the flow card and then he wrestled at the 158 man um where he had a really good match with uh anthony national which i i i didn't think he'd win that match but four four criteria loss to national nothing to scoff at i uh, I think uh just looked artelona is a junior okay 157 yeah so uh yeah i agree um that covers anthony artelona versus evan henderson Next match, Miles Martin versus Max Dean. Yeah, well, it's a semis rematch from where Max Dean uh, pulled off the upset over Miles Martin. Probably one of the biggest upsets in the history of NCAA. Um, I I personally don't see this being a great match. I think Miles Martin comes out and just gets to work, gets the tech fall. We haven't the seen we haven't seen Max Dean compete since probably the Nittany Lion card against Brocky, probably right. Yeah, no, he hasn't competed since then. But he, uh... oh no, wait, did he wrestle? Did he wrestle at the um, Spartan card? Oh yeah, he wrestled one of those guys from. Uh... Yeah, no, he wrestled. No, he wrestled the guy from the NAIA. Yeah, he wrestled. Um, actually, it was one of Jimmy Overheiser's guys Shakur. that he wrestled. I don't know. It's just, I think that his name was Shakur Lily or something. Yeah, one of the Reinhardt guys. But yeah. I mean, that wasn't really much of a match for him. No. <laughs> So, I mean, against high-level competition, we haven't seen him since since he wrestled Brucky at the NLWC card. But I, I still, I'm not sure if I, I love Max and I love watching him compete, but I'm not sure he's. I think Miles can come out here and get a little bit of revenge. All right. Um, next match, Skylar Grote versus Anas Ahmed. Yeah, this this should be a good match. And you know, Skylar's on a good good run right now. She took second at senior nationals in October. Um, she was recently picked in the first round for the Captain's Cup draft. Uh, that's coming up in February. Uh, she's wrestling in Ahmed, who's a 2016 Olympian. 
and she's also the African continental champion. So it'll be good to see her get a little bit of international experience wrestling somebody from overseas. And the last match is Mark Hall versus Nate Jackson. Um, I I can't wait to see Mark Hall on a freestyle mat. It's been so long. I yeah. don't think he's competed since Junior Worlds, maybe. Or and did he go to? I don't think he went to World Team Trials. I don't think so either. Because he I, didn't want to cut. Yeah, Mark Hall versus Nate Jackson. I mean, Nate Jackson. Obviously, we just seen him wrestle Jaden Cox. He is big. He um, said he walks around like two hundred five. Yeah, I don't know what weight this uh, match is going to be at. I think it's scratch. I could be wrong, but I think it's scratch. So, I, I don't know if Jackson's just sizing. Like, I mean, he's – I don't know if Hall's completely full 86 kilogram guy. Do you? He he said – so, I was just listening to an interview with him, and he said that he feels like he's not a small 86 kilo guy. He said he feels like he's he's filling into the weight pretty, pretty easily, easier than he thought he would. So, um, I'm not ready to say he's going to be a big 86 or even a good size 86. Um but I think his technique and his savviness is going to be good enough to kind of take this match. Yeah, he's definitely uh, dangerous, especially in the freestyle um, level. I, I'll probably pick Mark Hall as well, but Nate Jackson is very explosive in his size. I just think he's going to kind of be strong. And uh, not that Jaden really was very offensive against him, but Jaden didn't get to many attacks. Um I don't know, but I, I'll still go with Mark Hall. I'm I'm pumped to see him wrestle. Um, now that he's down at Penn RTC under Coach Slay. I mean, last time okay. he was with Coach Slay, he did pretty darn good things. So, the last time we saw Mark Hall in freestyle was World Team Trials 2019, where he wrestled Valencia in the in the finals of the trial tournament, maybe or the the winner went to wrestle. Um, it was the year that Zahid got teched by Alec Derringer. Okay. In the finals. So it was, Z, it was, he'd wrestled Mark Hall there. So that was the last time we saw him wrestle freestyle. I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Yeah. So it's been a few years. Yeah. Um. And now that he's down there with coach Slay, I mean, he won a world title with coach Slay back. When was that? 2018, 17? Yes. I was thinking 17, but man, maybe 18. I think so, it's 17. Uh, they're, uh, they're doing big things down in PRTC. Let's get into some of the pickums. Yeah. This will be fun. I'll, I think I got 10 matches lined up to kind of pick them through and uh, see who does better at the end of the day. All right. Lead the way. All right. So our first match, I'm going through Michigan state, Ohio state. I got, and I'm going to be hundred percent honest. I'm an Ohio state fan. So I don't expect to pick against them. <laughs> so you might get me here, but we got Malik Hanselman versus Rayvon Foley. Now, Two weeks ago, if you would have told me that we're talking about Malik Heinzelman and Rayvon Foley as a competitive match, probably would have been laughing at you. But given the fact that Malik Heinzelman's on a really good run right now and Rayvon Foley just got pinned uh, by Pat McKee, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I, I'm i taking Malik to kind of keep the hot streak, and I think maybe he's finally put enough weight on to really compete at 125 pounds. He was a killer in high school. Um and I mean, he was always like 113 small guy. I think he was junior world silver at 110 pounds. Um, but I'm excited to see, I'm excited to see him actually kind of have that weight put on and compete at a high level. Yes. Yeah, so I'm so going Malik here. The, well, the last time that they wrestled, yeah, I can't unsee that loss against uh, Patch McKee. Uh, but the last time they wrestled Heinzelman and Foley, Heinzelman was a, a freshman. And Foley, I think, majored him. But yeah. Foley, All-American two years ago. He took a redshirt last year, didn't compete. Um, I'm I'm going to go with Heinzelman as well. I circled that match. Um, he hasn't wrestled in two years. I just think Heinzelman's going to, you know, I'm going Heinzelman. Okay. Next match, we got Gavin Hoffman and Camp Caffey. Uh, Hoffman's coming off a good, a good win um, over Rutgers. And Camp Caffey, I mean – I haven't seen any results of Cam yet, so I mean it's possible that he's not competing just yet. But if he does, I'm hoping for a Hoffman upset here. Although I love Cam Caffey, his afro's nasty. Yeah, I mean I'm high on him since last year. He did beat my uh, Iowa guy Ava Saad, and he lost to Aaron Brooks in the Big Ten finals. I believe it was three to two. Oh yeah, that was a good match. That was a weird one. 
it was like close to the third period, and then he got he got like a weird takedown at the end. Yeah, I mean, Caffey kind of put Michigan Michigan State on the map. Um, so I'm going to go with Cam Caffey. Um, though Hoffman just picked up a nice ranked win over Janzer of Rutgers. He did lose to like Wobolesky of Illinois two weeks ago, but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm still going with Caffey. I mean, if they if he is wrestling. All right, then we go to the Pittsburgh-Virginia duel. Should be a really good one here. Um, so I, I picked Brian Courtney versus Cole Matthews. Uh, Courtney recently had a win over Sam Hillegas, uh, which is a really good win for him, 8-3. He's really kind of coming on this year. He's currently 5-1. and one. His only loss came to Tariq Wilson, 8-6, in a really good match where he was – I think it was 6-6, six, six, and he was on top uh, in the third period. And if, if he got the ride out, I believe he would have won the match, ended up getting reversed um, and not and not being able to finish that match off. But it, he's right there with Tariq Wilson, who's a top 10 guy in the country. So um, then you got Cole Matthews. Hold on. He's also got name. a loss to Tariq this year. I think right. they both, both have lost. Which was tiebreakers. He lost to him in tiebreakers. So yep. um, both of them are, are right there with the top 10 guys in the country. So – um, I'm going to go with Brian Courtney here, local guy from Athens trained. Yep. With, uh, he trained with a few of my guys, quite a few, quite a bit. So um, I'm excited to see how he does against more good top competition in the country. Yeah. I, uh, I remember watching him for finger lakes as well. I am going to go with uh, Courtney. I think he lost to him twice last year um, at ACC's. They're both close matches. And I, as I mentioned, they both have losses to to Tariq Wilson this year. Both by two gonna, points. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Courtney. It, it's going to be a big match in the duel as well. I mean, cause oh, absolutely. it's going to be a big swing match. It's a big ACC duel rivalry yep. duel. And I think this match might decide the duel meet. If you look at it based on uh, potential momentum going through and stuff. Did you take Hoffman or Kathy? I don't remember. I took Kathy. Okay. Yeah. All right. So then we got J.I.L.O. and Nino Bonacorsi. That should be Flames. <laughs> yeah they both have um they have some conflicting styles i think jill is more of a uh slow you down and, and wrestle that way and i think nino's a let me just try to grab your leg and see what happens kind of guy <laughs> so um, i'm i'm going i'm gonna go bonacorsi because i usually like to lean towards the offensive guy um they both have wrestled Reen in a couple of times so, like I said, Jay's got the win over Renan this year, and then right. Nino had the loss to um, Trumbull uh, this past week. So they they don't they didn't get to see that mutual opponent like Courtney and Matthews did. Right. Um, but Nino does have competitions over Renan over the last season or so. He uh he's he's actually got a major over Renan last year. Two seats. Sorry, two seasons ago he got a major over Renan. Uh, which I believe was the year that Renan went on to make Final X. So, I yeah, mean, it might so have been I, a better Renan. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually going um, with Jiello. I would have to. They didn't, like I said, they didn't have a mutual opponent. Nino wrestled that 184 last year. He is up right. to 197. We we kind of didn't know about his size. I think he wrestled on a, I think the pit card right before the season kind of started. Yeah, and he, you know his size definitely. He, you could you could tell he could compete at that weight. But I'm picking Jay for this week, and I'm picking Nino at ACCs. Okay. Yeah. All right. A little flip floppy here. Well, I, just, that in. All right. I just think you know maybe give it give it time, Nino. Um, not that he's not adjusted to 197, but so uh, moving on to the next match, we have Oklahoma State versus Iowa State, and the the one decently ranked match that I found out of that duel was Cade Brock versus Ian Parker. Um, another one of those matches where you got a guy who slows things down and works from his ties and another guy who is absolutely wild and wide open and just hits whatever he sees at the time. <laughs> you know, we just saw Ian Parker. Um, he lost to, I think of Missouri, Alan Hart. Oh yeah. yeah, Yep. So he had a loss to him, but he just uh, beat um, Demas of Oklahoma over the week. So. That's a good win. Demas yeah, is it's a good win for him. Um, he kind of figured out Demas' style. Cade Brock, we haven't seen him in. I mean, we saw him this year, but he took last year off, I believe. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to go with Cade Brock here, and I don't think I'm going to be right, but I think it's the fun picks, and I want to have fun. So I'm going to go with Cade Brock. 
Well, I did as well, just because, I mean, well, just because Ian Parker did, um, just because he did beat Bemis, I still right. don't, I mean, I can't unsee that Allen Hart loss. He lost 7-3 to Hart um, in Cade Brock. I think if he's healthy, which, like, taking that last year off, um, he's back. I think if he's healthy, he's going to be really dangerous this year. Fresh, healthy Cade Brock, I'm going with him. Yeah, see, I... I can see the argument for Ian Parker, especially after he just beat Dom Demas. I mean, Dom Demas and Cade Brock are very similar at similar wrestlers. They like to go wide open. They like the inside trips. They like the upper ties. Like, so like I can see an argument for Ian Parker pulling this out. Um, I just feel like the fun picks Cade Brock, and that's where I'm going. Yeah, I'm okay. Right, so next duel, Oklahoma State, you and I have uh, Brody Teske and Trevor Master Giovanni. Um, Matt and Trevor Master Giovanni being a true freshman for Oklahoma State. Brody Teske having just transferred from Penn State to UNI. He's actually had some pretty good results recently. Um, he, he only stays in close matches, though. Like, he does not know how to pull he's, away from He's a, a slow start, too. Yeah. I was watching his uh, match, uh, I think it was against Oklahoma, and he gave up the takedown early. And the announcers were even mentioning it, too, that he, he's a guy with slow start. So I, I think if you, you if you're a slow start against Trevor Master Giovanni, it might not be good. I mean, I'm I'm going with the young buck. I'm going to take Master Giovanni. Um, I I just I kind of like. Yeah, actually, I think I agree. I think I got I got Master Giovanni winning that match too. I think he gets on top and rides Brody Teske for three and a half, four minutes. To be honest, he's 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 really good on top, and I don't see Teske really being able to to score this match. Yeah, I really like the lineup Oklahoma State's putting out and, you know, the young guys that they brought in. I'm going with Trevor. Can't wait to see freaking Dayton Fix in this lineup. I agree. That's going to put that – I mean, their lineup is pretty good uh, right now. I, I want to see um, fast twitch Ferrari wrestle somebody high level. Good. I need to see him wrestle like – honestly, I, I want to see him wrestle somebody like Jaden Cox I, just yeah. because I want him to shut up. yeah. He's a freshman. Well, he's made claims against Gable Stevenson. Come on now. What are you thinking, dude? But he, he does like to run his mouth. but The problem is, is he's been able to back it up so far. He went out and he just absolutely dismantled people at uh, at juniors. I mean, he beat up Rocky Elam, mm-hmm. and it was it just wasn't close. Moving over into freestyle for our pickums, I'm going over the Penn RTC card. We got David McFadden versus Vincenzo Joseph. We kind of already talked about the match. Who do you got? I'm going with Chenzo. Are you now? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to watch Chenzo wrestle. Like I mentioned, he only had wrestled Dan Valmont back in the early stages of COVID when Nittany Lion had their first card. I think it was their first card. But yeah, it was early. Yeah, I like Chenzo's style. He's obviously in the room competing with some pretty top dudes. And McFadden, I, he did just get teched by Kyle Bake that wasn't even trying, so. Yeah, they also just beat Evan Wick. Like he kind of, and he yeah, was but, he was kind of controlling the match till about a minute left when he kind of coasted a little bit. It was seven, it was seven two, and started to coast a little bit. Gave up a takedown with like three seconds left because he knew he could. Who are you going with? Well, McFadden. I Ooh. think I think the size difference might make, might make a difference here. Um, another one of those. He's he's probably another head taller than Chenzo. Yeah, true. Um, I don't see him being getting inside tripped here, although I and. They had to have wrestled in college, right? Well, definitely not. Yeah, it wasn't that year. Not at NCAA. I don't think they wrestled in NCAAs. No, because Chenzo. Yeah, I don't believe. All right. Well, I mean, obviously, Chenzo won two, two NCAA titles on McFadden's watch. So, true. Um, it's likely that he's probably the favorite in the match. Chenzo, but Chenzo did lose to a Virginia Tech guy, right? Makai Lewis. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> that did happen. Yeah. <laughs> that's my um, so, argument. McFadden McFadden's better than Lewis. I can't say that actually. But <laughs> all right. Moving on to the next match. We got Mark Hall, Nate Jackson. This is gonna be fun. Um who do you got? I'm I'm gonna go with Mark Hall. Again, he's he's more savvy than Nate Jackson. Nate Jackson's explosive, and I think if he can get to his double legs, maybe I mean, the, the hips of Mark Hall, though, I don't know. I'm, I'm going with Mark Hall, but I don't know. I, I can't see Nate Jackson doing the things he did to, you know, 13 or 14 of the guys that he wrestled this past nine months. The same with Mark Hall. Mark Hall's kind of at a different level. Though we haven't seen him in freestyle, I think he's still he's still up there. Give me Nate Jackson. 
Damn. Like Nate Jackson, I think I think he's made huge jumps over the last four months. All right, I think um, he's gonna have a little bit of a size advantage here. Um, he's he's real explosive. I think he's gonna be able to take away Mark's Mark's hips here. He gets in real deep on his on his shots. I think he's he's a good clean finisher. So give All me right. Nate Jackson. Yeah, I mean if he can finish clean, I, I agree. But uh, I think if Hall stops him and you know gets him. Hall's more funkier than him, so I, I'm gonna go with Hall. Let's move right. to the Pit Wrestling Club. Uh, their card, their second card. Little women's freestyle action over here with Diamond Gifford and Victoria Francis. Um, Diamond, I believe, wrestled Adeline at Final X 2019. Yeah, I'm not positive. I the, the name doesn't really step uh, stand out to me. Yeah, I, I know she's tough. I know she. I know she's had some pretty decent results recently. Um, I'm gonna stick with Victoria Francis here. Um, she, I believe, is captaining one of the the Captain's Cup teams this weekend or in February. So I'm gonna go with uh, Victoria Francis. Um, Victoria Francis, I think she just went 0 2 at the uh, Henry Duglane, right? Yeah, yeah, she did. She had she had a rough, a rough weekend, but that's right. okay. She can get back on track here. Yes, I mean no disrespect to Diamond Guilford. I mean I haven't watched her, I guess, in a while. I mean if she did wrestle. Yeah, no, I'll go with uh, Victoria Francis just because I don't, I haven't watched Guilford compete. No, no disrespect to her. But. All right, next match we got Evan Wick versus Chance Marsteller. I'm gonna still go with Chance. Who did he just wrestle at the? Uh... Oh, Tommy Gant. Oh yeah, he beat Tommy Gant, didn't he? He did. Because Tommy Gant was so, Gant's coach. Who was it? Who was on the? Who was on the call? Was it Kalat? I don't remember, but somebody somebody said that he was in a 10-0 chance Marsteller. Oh, it was Mike Mock. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It was, yeah. yeah, you're right. Mike Mock. Mike Mock. Said that. And uh, <clears throat> that was not – that did not happen. Chance nope. got the win there. But I'm going to go Evan Wick. I think he's been in the streets competing. He's focusing solely on freestyle right now. He's not even, he's not wrestling in college at the moment. Um, I'm going with Chance. I mean, like I said, even though he's like a foot taller and he's his underhook, I don't. I just I think Evan's going to produce problems that Chance isn't really going to know what to do with. I can see that. I he, thought he's so Chance wrestled somebody earlier before the Tommy Gant one. Um, he wrestled Carter Carter Stroke. Yeah, that's who it was. Yeah, and Carter Carter got the win there. Yeah, Chance looked good for like the first period, and then he kind of gassed a little bit. But well, I think I think Carter kind of settled in on that match. I think. I think Carter, that was his first real test mm-hmm. since wrestling. I mean, he's there's so much hype around Carter Stroke right now. He's 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 really good, and I think it's it's well deserved hype. But that was like his first big match since coming to Penn State. So I think it was a little bit of a, a little bit of nerves were settling down, and he was able to really get into his motion and get moving. Yeah, uh, Vincenzo was talking about how you know when he was a freshman, he would get his butt kicked in the wrestling room a little bit. And, and then he said, when I was a senior, I could kind of do the same to some of the guys. But I think when he mentioned Carter, he was like, you know, Carter can. He, he basically he made a joke saying Carter takes everybody down. Yeah. He's <laughs> down. Carter's really good. <laughs> yeah, he is. So final match is Dean Heil versus Luke Pletcher. I'm going to go with Luke Pletcher. Yeah, same here. Uh, Ohio State guy. I got to yeah. go. I got to go with my Luke, my Luke Pletcher here. Yeah. Like I said, his offense um, uh, in the NCAA season, he, he looked tough. But, you know, in the last few months, I think it was maybe senior nationals. He might not have had the results that we expected out of him. But, I mean, it was a loaded weight, too. But I'm going Luke Fletcher. All right. That's 10 matches. Yes. Um, be prepared to lose. I'm definitely going to win. Okay. Um, we'll, Just saying. We'll, we'll find out a few of them tonight, right? The pit card. Yep. Pit cards tonight. So, we'll have a good idea of what's going on there. And then uh, I'll be – I'll be off work Friday, so I'll be able to watch the Penn RTC card and watch me win of those matches too. You got anything else, Dad? No. Hey, make sure you follow us on Twitter. Get in on the conversation. We're tweeting. We're active. If you have anybody you guys want to hear on the podcast, let us know. All right. Let's uh, let's keep building this thing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like I said, we'll have Kyle Borshoff on. We're rescheduling with him. Yosef Amida, he is in Egypt right now, so uh, he doesn't have the time to come on, but he said he will be on. Um, so anybody wanted... you guys want to hear from, like if you want us to try to reach out to somebody, maybe one of these college kids from New York that's wrestling right now, um, 
let us know who you're interested in with no problem reaching out. Yeah, we'll shoot. I mean, the worst they can say is no, and uh, it is what it is. But, you know, we're kind of trying to share some stories and get their uh, stories out there to the people of New York State and even the people that are out of state listening and the ones in Germany and whoever else is listening. We got to find that German. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to find the German. I'm going to tweet and ask if it's a German following us, but maybe it's a friend of mine. I have no idea. <laughs> So uh, that covers it for episode eight. Uh, thanks for tuning in and we'll be back next week. Peace. Peace out. And that's a wrap of episode eight. Thanks for tuning in to Zach and I, as we gave a recap of week four of the college wrestling season. Uh, we'll be back next week with more updates, hopefully on the New York state wrestling season, as well as more interviews and a recap of week five of the NCAA season. Um, again, thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you like this episode, give it a five-star rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Give it a like, give it a share on social media. Uh, follow us on Twitter at More Wrestling. We'll be putting out content, uh, you know, sharing some of the stuff that's going on around the state. And uh, thanks again. Peace.